Skelton. Hi, I'm Chris Salvatore. And I'm Rebecca Cochin, and you're listening to or watching. Testing, testing, testing. Watermelon cantaloupe, watermelon cantaloupe. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome everyone. to Gaming. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> Jesus. God, what's wrong? Can we try okay, that again? Okay, so is Rebecca saying it, and then we... I'll say... You know what? Just I'll Hello, say it first. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. My name is Rebecca Cochin. Now you go. You, you, go. Oh. Hey, guys. I'm Daniel Skelton. Hi, I am Chris Salvatore. <laughs> okay. Wow, this is, that was terrible. That anyway, was, you're yeah, listening start. to Gamus. Okay. Guys, I'm going to be honest, I've maybe already had a little too much to drink, maybe. Anyone else? Anyone Possibly else? a little bit too much and champagne bit, in our mugs. Yeah, there's been a little too much vodka already, a little too much champagne. I haven't even had any champagne, but it's been too much already. Let's Both be honest. Both of these people need help, and I'm just trying to be a supportive friend. <laughs> Look how cute our mugs are. Lester I, made them Lester. for us. Lester's amazing. Lester is... World renowned renowned photographer. He is. I had a really exciting week last weekend, Chris. Was I there? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, so last weekend I got invited to shoot um, a cameo. Oh, yes. This movie that you guys just did. Yes! How is the movie? Wait, tell me everything. Let me tell you a couple things about this movie. So it's called I House of Cards. Siri, not right now. Siri, shut the Let me tell you a couple things about this movie. So it's called House of Karma. Okay. Um, it is a horror comedy. Yes. Uh, just being on the set, I got vibes of like Jennifer's body or something along those lines. Like I, I feel like I love Jennifer's body. Yes. It's really yeah. It's, it's really fun. And I had told Rebecca, I said I would do anything. I just want to be in a horror movie. I don't care what has to happen. You could chop my head off. Anything. Just let me be in it, please. And she let me have a little walk-on role. I would have given him a bigger role, but there's like mostly teenagers in this movie, so we had to play like a a waiter that's like training another one of the girls. I looked way too young to fit in with the teenagers is the problem, so. That was the problem. Um, The problem really was is he he didn't look quite, he couldn't play 17, but he also couldn't play someone to be like their teachers or something, because you don't look old enough to like play their teachers. So you had to play like an in-between. Okay, well, um, just to stand up for myself, I couldn't play 17 because I didn't shave that day. That's true. That is very, very true. You actually would probably look 17 if you You probably could. One of the guys Stop. is 28 playing 17 in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway. Did you get blood on you? Am I allowed to ask? No, we didn't spoiled? get any. It was, there weren't any kills in that scene. But there might have been someone set on fire. I'm not saying anything. <gasps> yeah. Maybe um, someone's dick gets burned off. I don't know. We'll have I to wait and know. see. But oh, it was amazing nice. to see Gosh. Rebecca in action because uh, Rebecca and Dante, her husband, just it's having known them both for so long and seeing and them we working together. And both directing. Both directing and like seeing the look on her face, how excited she was like at every shot. And by the end of the day, she was exhausted, I'm sure, like anyone, but she was still, she still had a smile on her face. She was still hugging everyone and like being cheerful. Totally. It was so fun. Were just... there moments where you were like wanting to pull your hair out and like needed... Um, yes. That was a, the day that Daniel shot was our longest day at this restaurant. It was very, very stressful. We had a lot of pages that day, but we did it and it was great and I love directing and I can't wait to do it again. It, it was, was really Yeah. It was oh really, really God. fun. The cast I can't wait just, to see it. The cast is just like amazing too. It, I don't know. Just a really special cast, really special crew. I Thank you. Yeah, yeah. everyone is really talented. Byling's in it. Can't wait for everyone uh, to see it. Byling. Yeah, it's so really, So when really... can we see it? Do you have a date, a release date yet? Or well, it has to I'm go through sure, multiple? I'm sure. Right now we're like starting post-production, but realistically it'll probably be released Halloween of 2023 yes. because... Ooh. I know, which is very, very exciting. All right, so we're going to get to our guest now. Like yes, you. I actually invited our guest tonight. Um, so I want you guys to kind of guess. So this is someone who is intertwined with all three of us. Um, he is a professor, a creator, a director, a producer, a writer. Most of all, just he's just amazingly talented. Um, so do you guys have any guesses? I mean, that could be so many people. It's someone right. who we all know. It's Q. Allen Broca, and oh he's coming God. in right oh now. Oh, This is the best oh, New Year's yeah. gift ever. Well, I just I'm figured. So sorry, I'm not Brad Pitt. Who <laughs> this better is better. Than Brad Pitt. This who is better, better to have on the podcast than the, the person who brought us all together? Right, oh the person gosh. that created this entire wacky world in which we are all now living in. Q. Allen Broca, I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank I you love for seeing you all still being friends and working together. Isn't that crazy? Stuff. That's 
yeah. phenomenal. It we, is very rare, for sure. We talked about that on our first, first episode, episode, where yeah. it was like, you know when you're on set and you're just like, oh, I love everyone, we're gonna be best friends, everyone's exchanging phone numbers, Instagrams, right. and then you like never talk Constantly again, but like, again. Yeah. we right. have, you know, it's been, what, 10? 10 years? Yeah, yeah, and it almost is rare. Almost 30, yeah. Wow. Almost 30? <laughs> That's right, 30 <laughs> years. Well, I mean, it's been like, like 20 it. since the first one. I mean, because Emily and I are still It has been almost 20. Yeah. It's getting can, close to 20. Isn't can that crazy? Start, can, I, can I start with a question for you, Alan? Oh, of course. Did you, um, did you grow up with aspirations of being a filmmaker, writer, director? How did that start for you? Yes, I did. When I was a little kid, uh, when I first learned what a director was, um, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I saw like a PBS documentary and oh, I didn't so realize cute. that there was someone who made all these movies that I loved. And um, that's what I knew I wanted to do. So I started making my own um, shows. I started directing wow. my own episodes of my favorite TV shows, which at the time were amazing stories and you can't do that on television. Yes. <laughs> Those were the documentaries that you started out watching? Those were, the, no, they weren't documentaries. One was a sketch comedy show and one was a right. science fiction Yeah, you can't do that show. on television with um, Alanis Morissette. Yes. Yes. Oh. Did you know that? It was old school Nickelodeon. You can't do that on television. It's where the whole green slime thing came from. Oh, that's what? before Double Dare. That's where it yeah. came from first, yeah. right? They would slime, they would green slime anyone who said, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's oh right. I remember that. Yeah, you can't do that on television. So, Okay, so when did you write your first like spec script or mm -hmm. feature or episodic script? I mean, was Eating Out, the original Eating Out movie, the first one that you wrote? Because I know you wrote it while you were at... I wrote, it? I wrote it while I was at CalArts in film school, but no, it wasn't the first. It was probably like the fifth or sixth script oh, wow. that I wrote. Okay. The first one I wrote was to get into film school. Uh, it was about um, some drag queens who tried to pull off a heist. Uh, <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, I, like I mean, honestly, like, so. that sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I, I still think it would be fun to, to make. Um, it took place, you know, I wrote it in the early 90s, and it was about uh, a pair of best friend Filipino drag queens who um, are trying to become famous. <laughs> and one of them hooks up with a closeted soap star, and um, they accidentally get it on video somehow. And wow this closeted soap star tries to use it to blackmail the drag queen um, but the drag queen says oh well, I definitely want to be blackmailed please wow. please please let everyone see this but then um, she's like well why don't I sell this to the press um, but no one is interested in this soap star so they decide to launch this person's career well maybe if we make him more famous this tape will become this more valuable this is great this is a really good idea <laughs> Wait, can and we I, make this movie and like, I, just, I love this idea I just want to point out too like so you weren't afraid to tell the line even before you got into film school like you oh yeah I this mean, was the early 90s that I wrote this. like I mean weren't you a little nervous writing something with that kind of subject or content like well I might not get in but like you kind of just went there Oh uh, yeah, thank you. Um, no, that's just what I wanted to tell. Um, you know, honestly, I didn't. I knew I wanted to make films when I was a child, and I started by making my like copies of my favorite episodes of uh, my favorite TV shows. I make my own episodes right. of them. Um, I did the same thing with like I love this uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, but it wasn't until I was in college that uh, I saw John Waters, the, the movies of John mm. Waters, and I realized that films could literally be about anything. Mm. Like wow. that was something I never thought of I thought they there was a certain formula and a certain genre that they had to be um but they they could be about anything and anyone yeah. and so I was the my first feature script I wanted to tell stories about me so it was queer Filipinos That's the so first cool. three scripts I wrote were but none of them could get made the first right. one that got made was it was still queer but it was like an all-white gay boy <laughs> gay boy movie right um but yeah so my first my first three scripts were all centering queer Filipino young people wow. trying to figure out who they were when you were in film school did you ever feel like professors or people would lead you into not writing about gay content were they ever like oh well that's never did they ever voice that sort of kind of like 
thing to you? No, not in film school. Film school was super supportive. Film okay. school was awesome. I went to CalArts. It's yeah. like they glue stuff onto film and then project it. And they're like, that's my movie. It's like a bunch of dead bugs and I'm projecting it. Yeah. So wow. they like, do you do you. That was their, yeah. that was their main thing there. Yeah. It was every single meeting after film school. After film school. <laughs> no. So I would give people scripts like that, like that script, right. like my uh, first script out of film school that I was really trying to sell was about a, a coming of age about a young Filipino boy um, realizing he was gay and then um, his mother kind of going on a road trip to find her her first love and wanting to rekindle. She tracks him down oh, and finds, finds out that, that um, they're a trans, a trans woman now. And How the three oh my God, of them form this new movies. Yeah. Like, I you know. Need to, you need I to feel see. like you were the we right person <laughs> in the wrong time. It was a very wrong yeah. time. Mm. Well, no, but, but that's so interesting. It's like but, at that yeah. time, they, there weren't like yeah, any gay movies and now look how things have changed from then to where we are now in pop now culture that, relevance now all of those scripts are like coming out on Netflix every week right, right. right. and I'd like to point out that I believe if, correct me if I'm wrong but you were in a reality show right about gay men in I Hollywood was. yes so it, was, it was called Gay Hollywood uh-huh. it was done by World of Wonder the wonderful team that does RuPaul's Drag Race that's and right. And they followed five gay men trying to make it in Hollywood. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, I and did not know this. Yeah, one, so I remember when this premiered at Outfest. It ended with me going off to make Eating, Eating Out. Out, my first feature. How did I not know and this? How did Where you, can I watch How it? did you finally score your, finally, like you were so young, how did you score your first feature? Because that's something that people dream mm-hmm. about and never get to achieve. So. Well, I was doing the film festival circuit with short films that I made at CalArts and um, taking all these meetings I was trying to make that one script I was telling you about the yeah. gay and Filipino guy, and all the all the meetings I would get would be like, "Well, why does he have to be gay and Filipino? Can you pick one, oh, or wow. neither?" And, and literally in the same meetings, I would have execs say that and then say, "Write what you know." <laughs> like, okay, uh, okay, thanks <laughs> okay. so much. These execs so are right. doing what you that know about flop. straight white people. Yeah. That's, right. what, they, that's right. what they really Well, mean. and now that you know what you know about the film industry, you know that all these meetings are like primarily bullshit. Like the people who are in charge of the meeting, meetings don't usually know anything about film. Right. <laughs> right. Is that like really the case most of the time? You feel a like, lot of the time. Like, yeah. A lot of the time. A lot of the time. They're just in a good position. Because you have and, a new perspective now being, you know, kind of... Uh, a filmmaker and running and co-running a company so yes there's a lot of bullshit artists out there for sure as my father would say and yeah. now that now that we're all older yeah now that we're not in our teens anymore it's weird going into these meetings and s- some of these people are these execs and they're like so young. 22 yeah. right yeah <laughs> you're like let me just tell you Sometimes i watched it eating it, out yeah. under the covers when i was 11 years oh. old <laughs> that's I get a lot of messages, I'm sure you two do as well. It's like that new generation mm-hmm. being like, oh, like, yeah. I, I saw the email. I'm just not really. used to being called daddy yet. <laughs> oh, you know? are you what? getting daddy now? I'm, get, I'm starting to get daddy. What? <laughs> you just look so, like you're 25. <laughs> Stop it, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're kidding. ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's cool that you, it's amazing that you created, and, and not just with Eating Out, but with, you know, um, Rick and Steve, mm-hmm. with all of these other projects you've done. Boy culture. Boy culture, um, works that have really drawn the queer community closer together, and in a time when other people weren't really necessarily doing that not in, well, not in the same way you yeah know? the first eating out movie was really groundbreaking and what it did because there would not been like a movie like that that a lot of people had gone to see before i mentioned in the first episode that we filmed together that like i saw it at blockbuster and like and i would <laughs> always be in there with my parents what? and i'd like eye it and be like but like I couldn't rent it, God forbid. You Could know? you imagine if you picked that up and said, "Mom, I'm going to be in part three. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, and four. She probably would have had. I don't know, conniption. Uh, no, I can't. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I love that. Because well, yeah. Dan was only allowed to watch, what, Little House on the Little Prairie? Little House on the Prairie. I could watch anything like PG or if it G. was before... G, definitely. <laughs> or if it was before, you know, like 1960. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. so many options. <laughs> Poor kid. But yeah, I remember, seeing, I remember seeing the cover and just being like blown away and I could not believe it was in a blockbuster, you know? So, yeah. and then cut to, I don't know how many years later, and then... I saw my face in a blockbuster 
on the cover and my parents did too. So Right. You and know. now blood pressure's oh. not even a thing anymore. <laughs> I know. All right, but really be sad. But no, it was it was cool though. It really was. I remember when um, the first movie came out and we were at is it Frameline that's in San Francisco, the film mm-hmm. festival? And we had gone up there. I were you in the car with me with Emily? I can't remember I if like remember. we all went up together. I can't remember I don't either. I think I drove up there now. Okay, so like I had driven up with Emily and I remember the day that it was playing, um, at the Castro mm-hmm. in the Castro district we were there was like a huge there were lines of people around like going on for blocks and blocks and blocks and I was yeah. in the car with you and we were like what's going on and then um, someone oh. we were with were like oh my god they're all in line to see the Eating Out movie and I remember you turned around to me because you were in the passenger seat and you said Rebecca this is a really big deal oh and I remember being like yeah it really, it, was. It really this is a really <laughs> big deal and at the time I was like oh whatever you know like I'm 19 like of course I'm going to be in a movie and it's doing really well you know what I mean because I, so I was a dumb Cut child to you outside the Abbey begging <laughs> yeah. to get in at the right. I told him that I wasn't allowed to go to the after party. It was going to be a bigger deal than that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it did catch on like that, though? Because it definitely, and it wasn't just in San Francisco and Los Angeles. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was living in Oregon and then in Seattle, and even in Seattle, I remember guys being like, oh, have you guys seen Eating Out? Like, you know, talking about that. Like, why do you think it caught on the way it did? I think because it, it filled a void that, that there was. When I, when I was growing up, I wanted to see... Uh, I loved sex comedies like Meatballs and Porkies and American Pie. Right. Anytime mm-hmm. Revenge of the Nerds, anytime there was a, an LGBTQ character in it, if there was, they were the most horrible, awful, hated thing that yeah. you could be. Like yeah. it, the most horrible thing so that true. could happen to a person is maybe they accidentally kiss a guy or something like that. So, you know, we were like this disgusting joke and it kind of hurt yeah. to see yeah. that. But um, how could they, ex- these movies were all about exploring sexuality. But um, they cut out like this gigantic chunk of sexuality. sexuality. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it was just about straight male sexuality. Right. right. Yeah, and and specifically a straight male gaze too. So it was like, Correct. like they would be like literally raping people in these um, movies. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that's pretty disturbing. So, um, but anyway, I, I I did love these movies. I loved that they were taboo and they were about sexuality and exploring that. But I wanted one for us, and that's kind of where it came from. I wrote it as a joke in film school. No in my way. screenwriting class, I had written all my important queer Filipino boy stories that I wanted <laughs> to write that were drama, but I wanted to do it something comedy, and we read pages every week. And a thought came to me, um, what if there was a scene where a straight guy had a gay experience, but it wasn't because he was closeted. It was just because it was a gay experience that happened. Like, how would that happen? And I could wow. make this cute straight guy in class read it, <laughs> read the scenes. <laughs> and so I read oh it just so that God, we could no read that phone sex scene in class. No in the first way, movie. really? Yeah, and everyone loved it. And so I was like, all right, well, let's write, we'll write pages every week and we'll make a whole feature. And that's where it came from. Did he keep reading the lines? Yeah, he loved it. He thought it was awesome. And okay, the wait, greatest you know compliment he was, he, he said, straight? I could see myself doing that. Oh, <laughs> wow. That. wow. So that was my goal, though, was to make that scene that a straight guy could actually see themselves doing that. Wow. Um, My toxic trait is I want his information. (laughs) Huh? Like the straight guy. Like, he sounds like he's open. Anyway, let's just... (laughs) Well, I mean, half of the cast of the first two Eating Out movies are straight guys who are kind of open, right? Yeah. Are you still in touch with um, Marco and... What was the the first guy's name? Ryan Carnes. Right. Yes. No, I mean like occasionally. Yeah. In Instagram, like kind of how we right. are. Right. Like, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so, like, kind of like how we are. <laughs> when I have a birthday, I'll send you. Hey, congratulations! <laughs> Liking each other's things, kind of. Right. 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 Oh my God! But you know what? But I, I feel like that's connected. Oh shit! I'm spilling my I think drink. That's no. I was just about to say like, we had me and Dan. I think it was me and Dan eating out three, mm-hmm. we had like one of those same moments that you had with Rebecca, like you turned to us and we were waiting in line. We turned the corner and I remember, I think it was Glenn being like, these are all the people that are, you know, the director, all the people that are gonna see your movie. And we were like, remember like, so we like lit up and you turned to us and you said something very similar and I'll always remember that moment. At the Sunset mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. The theater in Los yeah, that was fun. That was yeah, super, that was super fun. But yeah. I was going to say, I think um, everyone wants another Eating Out movie. So I would love that. We need yes. to make it make it happen. Before we move on from that opening, though, I just want to say something about specifically the two of you. So Eating Out 3 came out in a time where it was still 
really hard for an actor to be out and queer and get work. And it was really hard. Now it seems like a, like everyone's out. Totally. But you, you two were like groundbreaking in that you were going to be leading this movie and being out and being comfortable. And I know it was not an easy decision for either of you to do that because it was both for both of you, it was like your first lead role in something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, this is going to define and set the tone for my career. This is a huge, what am I doing? Right. Um, and so I just wanted to thank you and make Aww. sure that, and, and tell you how much I respect you well, thank for, you. for making thank that choice you, and yes. making such a difference in so many people's lives. Yes. It's important that you were both out and mm-hmm. willing to talk about being yeah. out and starring in this movie. It Cause was, um, yeah, and it's I'm, been amazing. The first one, I wanted more out people in it and people just were not out. Totally, yeah, at that time. But no one else in the cast. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No one would have been openly or by the time we got to yours, all of our leads were out. I I feel like you were kind of the pioneer for wanting to cast gay actors that are playing, you know, gay roles just to give them a chance, Mm -hmm. you know? Because I remember those conversations we were all having during the casting process. It's like, you know, like, what are you out? Like, would you consider making this your, you know, mm-hmm. like, and this I, thing? And, right, and the warnings. People would say, hey, oh, you yeah. won't be able to work again. Oh, if you do yeah. you a gay a movie lot. as an openly gay actor. Never come but out you know what? To all those people, now I have to say, hey, I live behind a dumpster, and I'm... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was a total joke, and it's not funny. No. Um, but I... I think we both kind of felt the same way about like I don't know and then it, there was like this momentum that kind of was happening around the same time like Glee came out right and I, and I think we both got told you know you can only do certain kind of roles now but mm-hmm. um, especially like when I f- felt like because it's a sex comedy mm-hmm. and you know there's nudity and like oh you're gonna show you know, a full frontal shot and scene, like, oh, now you're just right. gonna be a porn star or whatever. Which now it's like everyone on Game of Thrones showed full frontal nudity, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's not a thing anymore. Right. But then it was, it was still, though, when we shot Eating Out 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what kind of bothered me is that I would try and explain it to people, it's like American Pie, kind of, but for gay people. Mm-hmm. I always say that, like, yeah. in my and, explanation. Right, and people would be like, but there's a penis in it, so it's <laughs> gotta be porn, right? And I'm like, always. I, I mean, I don't know. Think about like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, they like Phoebe Case, though. like oh my gosh, like beautiful <laughs> naked body, yeah. and we don't think of it as a porn. We could think of it as a cult classic. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. To speak to that, also like present day, it's like happening all over again with like porn stars, which is sad because what do you mean? it's yeah. just like you know we're talking oh people are making comments about is it porn oh that must be porn mm-hmm. like porn, porn is, is bad this bad thing right which and, i don't think and it's like just ingrained in our in our minds and when we speak even the word mm-hmm. i feel like everyone has that oh, it's bad it's bad but being on the other side of it being on only fans and doing that type of work you kind of see how you're cast it out again it's like a different level which is crazy because think of all the a-list celebrities that are on only fans right, right now like, you know what i mean like how is it all even adorned, still? Like, or something yeah right yeah. like how is it still a thing that has this taboo surrounding it when now like so many celebrities have only fans pages and yeah. i think it's cultural though i yeah. mean it's like we have trained people train people to be ashamed of sex and our bodies well in america everyone like yes you you're, you're sex phobic and you should hate your own body yes and those absolutely. are two and this brings both of these things together and that's how the brands make all the money you know? yeah correct that's how i mean every so many brands bank on the fact that we're self-conscious about ourselves and that mm-hmm. we'll continue to i mean oh my God, so they, much marketing i mean they really made it work for me <laughs> same. <laughs> same but yeah it is it is very very interesting for sure yeah. that people I mean because they're obviously like in mainstream stuff people aren't having like penetration sex but there's like people are showing full frontal nudity all the time mm-hmm. and very graphic sex scenes and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like it's, your, it's okay if you're an A-list celebrity showing full frontal but if you're not an A-list celebrity full frontal then it's like well it's kind of porny if you're not an A-list right. celebrity right. you know what I mean it's very and then I the connotation know, on the word porny, you know? Right. right. I mean, think about, like, how many Academy Award-winning actors and actresses have won Oscars doing full frontal nudity. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's changing, though. I think nudity I is think it's a new going to be coming. just another part of yep. 
of a story and sex is just going to be another part of our of our life that yes is exciting and intimate and life-changing but um not dirty not so you yes. mean as like technology continues to like expand well, like yeah, we're going to be like, sharing more of that like before, part of ourselves in the early 2000s if someone had a naked picture like that was oh, a yeah, huge like deal. Vanessa Hudgens remember now, that now like every single person yeah. in the world has nudes and it's just whether or not they end up getting leaked or something right for real I mean, and like, right. I think it's going that way with porn like in the early 2000s we I shot a documentary series about porn actors and the way porn actors I, what, what was that called again <laughs> it was called Porno Valley and one, one quick story from that is I took one of the porn actresses I was following to Thanksgiving dinner with Rebecca mom's. and her mom. Oh, my gosh. She was 19. Yes, oh, yes, at my studio Phyllis. apartment when 19. I was 19. And on meth. Yes, <laughs> the super so methy girl. Bless sweet. Her. And she is in love with Rebecca. She thought she was She's so very sweet. She's oh. very sweet. She was sweet. so sweet. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I thought you were saying Rebecca was 19 and on meth. I was like, you're no, giving Rebecca a lot away here. 20 and on meth. But That's right. Okay, so how was that Thanksgiving dinner? Was it interesting? It was great. We had a nice it time. It was really fun. It was a memorable, th- memorable Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> really? for sure. Honestly, that's the only thing. I, I don't even remember the food. Do you know where she I is now? I just remember us being at your apartment. Where? I don't, I don't know. Where is that girl now? Do we know? I don't know. You guys um, are horrible I friends. did look her up about <laughs> five or six years ago just to see yeah. if she had done porn for a while. And, it, and her name was still... Hmm. Um, showing up. So. Well, there you go. Oh, we have to bring up something that everyone always asks when they're talking about the eating out movies. I get this question at least <laughs> once a day on social media. People are asking me in eating out five, who is the dead body that I am burying? Yes. And Alan, what does everyone. that mean? I, I'm and- not kidding. I, I can't. I get asked so often, Same. On so, like randomly. Every day I get asked who the dead body is. So, so everyone knows the dead body was my husband Dante, who's sitting right over there. But I don't. Well, that was just a stunt double for the actual character. Though. Right. So do I don't you know, who know that dead what character it was. I absolutely do know who the character. Who? Was. Okay, what? I have a theory. You do you? Uh, huh? You do. I want to hear your theory. Okay, my theory is: <laughs> was it supposed to be maybe? Um, Ryan Carnes' character? No, he already oh. died. No, oh, sorry. He died in the Ka- chair. Kyle. He died with Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, then. Oh, no. Oh, Kyle died in the chair? Yeah, they both died. Dang it. Okay. They were on the bus, remember? Or they were in the that car was the opening the scene. Bus. Marco, Your Marco movie. Dapper, then. Oh, he's still alive. <laughs> in, the, in the EO universe. Is it someone <laughs> that... Can you tell us this? Is it someone that has been on... The eating out screen before. No, is it Gwen? Character. Is it That's Emily? A new, oh, oh, it's a new character, but it's not 100. percent It's just an idea that I have that, oh. that I want to explore and get wow. into. This is an exclusive. So it's a new character, yeah. but you've already killed them off. And I've already killed them. But off. we might find out about them Maybe. in a flashback. Yeah. Well, I mean, the body does the body does twitch, so there may have. Been. Oh, <laughs> they could come out of that bag. It's definitely yeah. eating out. They may not be six, dead. The <gasps> zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nothing scary. It's just um, somebody who's very close to Tiffany's character, um, oh, but yeah. so close that you know Tiffany may want to kill them. It's, oh my god, <laughs> Tiffany! I, I knew you were it's a cold-blooded murderer. No. Okay, wait. Speaking of nothing scary, mm-hmm. would you ever do a gay horror film? Absolutely. And if, you, if you did, what would it look like? Uh, I don't know. It, de- it would depend on the script, but I would absolutely do it. I probably wouldn't write one because I'm not that much into writing horror, oh, but I would okay. love to direct a uh, yeah? horror. Yeah? Can we yeah. do it, you guys? Because I really love horror and I really want to do another well, horror. Well, House, House of Karma. House of Karma. House of Karma is a horror movie. There's a few comedic elements, but I would like to write a horror movie that has like more like, comedic elements. Oh, I thought you were going to say more horror. More, well, no, that's like a gay horror that has like some comedic elements. I would like to do a psychological one, though. Yeah. I I like comedy, but if I did a horror, I'd want it to be like really freaky and fucked up and mess with your whole perception of how you see society and the world around you and who you trust. Like, that's the kind of horror that I would Mm. do. Then you should write it. That would be I don't want to write it, though. You need to find the right script. Let's have a meeting about this and we'll talk about eating But I want it to be legitimately creepy and make a commentary about who we are, how we treat LGBTQ people, how we treat each other, (laughs) and... um, just, I don't know. I think it'd be that could be really, really good. Yeah. You need Dark. to beat Ryan Murphy to the punch. 
Right. Right. You yes. do it before he does. I'm right. serious. If you don't watch this really do. He's made everything. He's I already know. made everything. He's made all of television so already. He's, he's probably already filmed it. Probably, yeah. Right. He's right yeah. now. He's already like wrapping it on post-production. But honestly, I, I love and respect him. And Me too. He's, he's doing so much that I wish that I could have done. I wanted to be a person who cast all LGBTQ actors all the time. I love and so respect I, him I love too. Them. And I would love to hear from him sometime. <laughs> I know. Come on, Just Ryan kidding. Murphy. Oh, and it's okay, never so too late. Some, you know. uh, LGBTQ plus creators uh-huh. that you um, admire or like who have inspired you other than John, John Waters. John Waters yeah. was, was number one, my, probably Which, the first person. Did you ever who, meet John Waters? No, I have not met him, but, I, but that is one of the reasons Mink, Mink is in... Mink For those of you who don't know, wow. Mink Stoll played Aunt in Helen that. in um, Eating Out One. Is she in Eating one Out th- Two, Three, Four, and Five? Right. She was uh, one of um, his frequent collaborators. Mm-hmm. I think weren't they called the Wonderland or the Dream Players? Um, um, Dreamland is the Dreamland Players. <laughs> the people who would frequently collab with John Waters. Well, I and John Waters that. has a new movie coming out soon, right? For well, the first he's going to shoot long- it. Oh, he's going to shoot yeah, it. He hasn't so shot he it yet. He wrote the book. And he's writing a, a movie based on oh, the book. Wow. Yes, and he hasn't directed a movie in a really long time, yeah, so this is going to be really wait. exciting. Me too. So what's I mean, the book? Uh, oh, I should know. I, I forgot. I forgot it's what it's sitting on my desk. Is it about, do you know what it's about? <laughs> yeah, like, is there, like, a little, like, storyline you can give me? I, I should know this yeah. more, but I don't. But I do know that he, he has a movie that's coming out. I'm very been, interested to know, like... Mm-hmm. his stuff well because I mean really like he hasn't made a movie since it's been like yeah. gays hit the mainstream really you know yeah. what I mean it's going to be a whole different world out there when he promotes this movie the next time I want to meet him so yeah, bad yeah he's like uh, I don't know I feel like he's how old a- is John Waters he's probably in his right? early 70s I, I would, would guess. guess yeah early 70s maybe so late 60s. what's next for you what's next for me so yeah, um, I have a uh, Romantic comedy that I'll be shooting in the Philippines this year, <gasps> next year. Oh my god! Starting tomorrow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Lester is from the so Philippines. So you're finally oh, gonna make fantastic. the Filipino rom-com of your dreams? Finally, one of them. So um, this is so exciting. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I did not write this, but I love the script. Oh my god, it's written so by exciting. Joanna Benica. Uh, being produced by Stephen Israel, a producer that I work with. Oh, we know quite Stephen. Often. Oh my yeah. God! Amazing. I want to produce this movie too. We want to go to the Philippines. Tell him that we're in. It's a romantic comedy about a trans man who is Canadian now, but he was born and raised in a small village in the Philippines that he kind of escaped uh, as a child, uh, and he's trying to change the gender marker on his passport, and he does not want to wow. confront anybody in his town. He doesn't want to deal with anything. Goes back to the Philippines with his girlfriend. And the idea is to sneak in, get the stamp on on the birth certificate, so and sneak out. But um, eh, the COVID lockdown happens right during this, and he's stuck in the Philippines. Um, and the, that's the premise of the story. So wow. he, he's stuck in the Philippines oh, and does cool. eventually have to reconnect with everybody that he he did not want to. But it's an uplifting, feel-good comedy. It's about I love him reconnecting this. With it sounds like really it has touching. some dramatic yeah. elements. Falling though, in love with a country that he was afraid of. Yeah. Wow, really cool. Oh yeah. my god, and that's so it. great that it's like in the Philippines. I'm so excited that's to be going be there. So like, fun. So beautiful. It is going to be. Gorgeous. I'll show you guys yeah. the lookbook afterwards. Oh, yes. Okay. Ooh, I can't wait. And we know, so we also know that we don't have a lot of details, but mm-hmm. we know that um, the Boy Culture series yes. was filmed. Yes. Filmed a sequel to Boy Culture. And it hasn't been released quite yet. It's not yet released. It's doing the film festival circuit. We are working on distribution, which will hope and hopefully happen in 2023. People, people all over Twitter are like going off about boy culture they're uh-huh. like so excited for it i know so. i can't wait to see this yeah. movie because yeah. i remember well, when I've the seen first the trailer we should put put the link for the trailer in yeah. the yeah, yeah for sure because if you sure. haven't seen the movie boy culture you should go watch that are you yeah. still first. raising funds for it no no um, we're done with it okay. like we're just ready to distribute they, it yeah now. they already they made so everything. we did the so, film festival circuit it's six 15 minute episodes it plays like a, a movie it, uh, 90 minute thing okay. and the same two characters uh, X and Andrew uh, Derek Magyar and Daryl Stevens um, t- 10 years after the fir- after the movie and wow. where their relationship is now so for people who haven't seen the original um, boy culture so we're following a couple that kind of stuck it out at the end of this movie and we're seeing where they are 10 years later right so, well they become a couple at the end of the, the original movie is about a hustler um, who eventually falls in love with his roommate 
Okay. Um, and it ends with them kissing and starting a relationship. Wow. The series picks up at the end of this relationship. Okay. Um, and X getting back into hustling and finding out that the sex work industry has changed quite a bit in the interceding time. Um, with Since apps. he's been out yeah. of it. Huh? Since he's been out of it. Huh? Yes, he's right. been out of it. Has, was any of this inspired by anything we went through? or About, about what? You and me. No, I mean, not us. <laughs> Where is the question going? I'm just saying, like, you know, like, what, what, inspired, what inspired the original boy culture for you? Uh, the original boy culture is based on a book. Oh. Uh, it was a best-selling novel called Boy Culture by I had no idea. Matthew Rettenmond, an amazing writer. And oh. we wrote the series together. So the book I just adapted. Oh, that's so Did cool. You know that? That's so yeah. cool. I, well, I didn't know about that because Emily was in boy culture. Mm-hmm. Oh. I remember she cut off cut off her hair and dyed it pink cut her for hair that. Cool. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god. It looked really okay. cute though. It did. She looked really cute with it. Like that. I'm just so amazed that like here's yet again another example of how you broke the barrier at a time before it's time. You know, mm-hmm. like you made a girl dye her hair pink. <laughs> That's no, right. The, the, <laughs> the thing for boy culture that was um, a step for me and uh, a change for me was after making the first Eating Out movie, um, one of the things that I was not happy about was that I none of my main characters were people of color. And here I was, a, direct, a queer director of color, so now becoming part to... of this problem of not having representation of mm. my own self. And so uh, when I got Boy Culture, the book, again, was, was all white. And I was like, I can't ever do that again. Uh, I didn't know that's what the original the book was all white characters. Mm-hmm. And so, so you, with the writer, decided to change. No, oh. on my own. Wow. So I, uh, the, the writer wasn't, wasn't involved. So I, Oh, I, he was not even involved. So no, you... no, we, we, uh, we optioned it. So it was completely separate. Um, yeah. And that was, that was a, uh, a, a fight and a struggle. But... Um, um, and when did it come out? It came out... 2006. See, like, to have black, gay culture represented in that way. Like, at mm-hmm. that time still, you know? Like, that's, yeah. that's hard to do, so... So now, yeah. just, tell some more stories. Uh, yeah. We want to tell more stories. Yeah. We want to yes. get eating out okay, with I have a question. I have a question. Okay, so... I have two questions. So, which of the movies is your least favorite? And I think I know which one it is. Out of all the Eating Out movies? Yes. Oh. Well, I mean, they all are for different reasons. They're all They're your least favorite? Yes, for like different in different reasons? categories. So, the first one, <laughs> the first one is my least favorite in some ways. <laughs> like, okay. Because I just think it looks <laughs> awful, right? Okay. You think the first one looks um, awful? The first one looks horrible. It looks really so, bad. Yeah, so, like, the night scenes are terrible. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, but it holds a really special place in my heart because it's the first thing I did. Of course, of course. Didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, quality wise, it definitely is the ugliest looking one. (laughs) um, But I mean, my favorite is the second one. I think it has. Great comic timing. It it looks expensive. I like what, yeah, what I think yeah. Philip Philip Bartel directed that one. I think he just did a, a wonderful job. Um, and then probably Drama Camp is one of my other favorites because I just loved <laughs> yeah that whole idea of being in a drama camp. Yeah. And I had Dick Dicky. It's such a good time with you all. Yeah, making it fun. and just being there. It felt like being at a trauma camp somehow oh my god that experience was actually pretty amazing i'll never forget all those people Mm. everyone involved with it like yeah 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 i had such an amazing time so that's probably one of my favorites i don't know yeah i love that what are what are your least favorites i want to hear from and you who've been in all of them well, I mean, I wasn't really in four and five. I just had little cameos in four and <laughs> that five. Counts. That counts. That does count. So I guess, I mean, I guess my least favorite would be four, only because I guess that's like the least memorable of all the things that I've but done, you, probably. But you stuck your fist down your throat. I know. That's how many crazy things Tiffany has done. That's <laughs> the least memorable out of everything. What about you? I think my... Okay, my favorite to film was number five, just because... Mm. I, we had so much fun being out in the desert in Palm Springs and oh but you weren't really there I wasn't there oh, like um, thanks um, that four way kiss is pretty amazing it was like yeah. phenomenal and yeah it was just a, it was just fun and then um, I think my favorite to watch like if I like had to show someone if I had to pick one to show someone 
I would probably choose three. And honestly, I would say like 40% of that is, besides your amazing direction, I is did. your performance, because you're so, so, so funny. So freaking hilarious. You are. Thank I would you. say three is my favorite as well. It was just so magical. Like, it was like my first big thing, and I was like... I remember I would stay on days that I wasn't even in scenes just to like hang you out to be with there. everyone. Right. Yeah. Um, and also like R.I.P. Leslie Jordan. Like that was just like such an iconic like <sighs> he was moment to meet him and work with him and like hear his input and his mentorship. Like just meant so much to me, you know. I know. It's such a crazy thing because especially in the last couple of years, he's just been everywhere in yeah. pop culture. Yeah. He kind of blew up I on know, TikTok. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. And just he to was... see his comedy and like remember, like I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember him coming to set and being like, I always have a separate bag for my Emmy. <laughs> yeah, this is my Emmy bag. Yeah. Why don't we get to a call from our fans? Yes, right? We have calls. Ooh. Callers from our fans. This is uh, Portland, Oregon. Let's see who it's, this is. Okay. Hi, I'm just calling because I'm such a huge fan and I'm really excited for your podcast. But I have just one question I've been wondering for for years and it's been kind of burning at me and I just, I have to know and whatever happened to Michael, like I just, I would really be very interested. Did he, did he die? I don't, I just, was it an overdose? I don't know. I just, I would love to know and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Love you guys. That's that a hard heavy, question. Yeah. That's heavy. Um, so he was asking about Michael Earwalker, who started eating out three along with us, and he did sadly pass away. Um, I don't know if it's our place to talk about, you know, his passing, but he is no longer with us. And he was a beautiful, funny person, and he was loved, and he is definitely missed all the time. And I am very sad for everyone that loved him that he's no longer here. So that is. That is sadly what happened. Yeah. But he was a funny, funny, handsome man, and we have a lot of funny memories with him. Remember how he was like cast like last minute he too, was. right? He saved our ass. Yeah. So we yeah. had cast someone else in the role that um, dropped out last was, minute. Yeah, he dropped out last minute, kind of got cold feet, and we were uh, stuck. And we were like, "Are we going to make the movie or not?" And, and I was dating you, Michael at the time. And I remember you guys started dating like during filming. You I started breeding. Oh. Well, they were like, did we break? Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought he was like an well, ex. Yeah, I was told that oh, you were like an yes, ex. Yes, yeah. And I was staying with him. Yeah, that's oh. what it was. And I remember Glenn being like, "We're panicking, like yada yada. We need someone." And Michael, I was like, "Why don't you just read some of these lines or whatever?" And he like put on that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like. Oh my god. <laughs> and I remember we sent some videos to um, Glenn and you, and that's just amazing how it that's all came amazing. together. Yeah. Yep. I have to say, he so. He slept his way to the top. Slept his top. way um, to <laughs> the eating house. Yep. When I first met him, I just was not a fan. <laughs> He's probably he's laughing so hard right now. We, I, I, like, I just. Michael and I became so close, and I grew to love him so much, and I just think that. He was such a bright light, and he's definitely, he's missed a lot. Definitely. Mm. definitely. Yes, he's mm-hmm. definitely missed a lot. He was a light. Number two from the bottom is a lighter question. A lot of people yeah, thank you. eating out Jeez. the past. I know. It's really, really yes. make me tear up. Yeah, I already did cry. Yeah. I really miss him, you guys. I know. I know, he should be here. Okay, I, so okay, yeah. let's, on a lighter note. <laughs> on a lighter note. I'm calling because my best friend just introduced me to these movies, and I really love them. Um, just all the drama in them, which made me wonder, was there any real-life drama during filming? Was there any real-life drama during filming? Is that um, Was there real-life drama during filming? Any movie on that budget, there's really there's, drama. Yes, now. any low yes, budget movie. Drama, <laughs> there was drama. There was drama. Definitely touched on it on our first episode. Yeah, Four. there was drama. What? Oh my god, I missed it. There was drama, but we all were professional, and you know everything worked out. 
Yeah, there wasn't too much. There was you were like the least problematic, probably. Thank you. Yeah. Probably, I probably was. I mean, because yeah, I was always just like off in a You were always just like doing lines. your own thing, and Chris and I were like, "Please spray paint more abs on me." Yeah, oh my God. totally. What the hell? My tan. Like, who? Why didn't anyone stop me? Remember Ricky, the <laughs> the, spray, the the makeup artist who was oh, doing yeah. the spray thing? Yeah. He, he literally made me as dark as him. Yeah and, then, yeah, and then he told me, sweetheart, there's only so much I can do with you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. He said that to you? It's fine, guys. How much did these movies mess with both of your self-images? A lot. A lot? For you? I mean, they yeah. had to. It's For you? Tough. Yeah. But being in these movies, you were like the, like, hunk. So I was like, like, nobody would ever want to be with ugly Casey. Like, literally, I, I'm, before I did this, these movies, I swear, I lived in, I was no, going to college in Seattle. I was going to college so in Seattle. And I was like, wow, I'm like pretty good looking, you know? And then I did these movies and I was like, no one will ever love me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, it wasn't no. that bad. I think the... Like the end emotional feeling is similar, but we just got there different ways. I like, I feel like for me, like, it's just. It was hard being like so sexy. No, like, <laughs> you have to take yourself out of yourself right now. Sorry. Think of it from my perspective. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. Isn't about I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. No, I, I can't imagine how it must have felt. No, I'm listening. People were like raiding. <laughs> All of the eating out actors and saying people were rating my dick size. I was I showed my dick in the movie, Dan. Did Um, you? Chris, remember Mary Fuck Kill? Everyone said I would kill Daniel (laughs) Skelton. I would run him over with a car. Who said that? Everyone. It's no, but true. what was I was trying Someone to say? Someone Mary Fuck Kill between who? Me, Chris Salvatore, and Michael Mike. Walker on <laughs> this WeHo website. And you were yes. the oh, kill? No. And I was like, maybe people Wait. would want to marry me. And it was what like, was the thing they 95% they... want Daniel Skelton killed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a high percentage, James. <laughs> Wait, what was the thing Wait. they called you? A toothy irritant or uh, something? They called, well, first they called me a, uh, oh a hood rat. What? Uh, Why are you a hood rat? Uh, I don't know. I was a hood. I was a hood rat, and then a toothy irritant who should never appear on camera again. Oh my God. But you know what? I guess what? who had the last laugh, everybody? We got this some awful reviews right for people who had tasted personal. Is so mean. Why is I think for so me mean? it was like, oh, like, okay, like, yeah, like he is Zach or whatever. He's supposed to be hot and hunky, but like he can't act or like I internalize that even now even now with only fans it's like am i only just the outside yes do people ever- <laughs> <laughs> honestly i would take just the outside to like a meryl streep inside on in today's society well i'm just saying in today's society meryl streep inside what like, does that mean like meryl streep's talent versus um like i don't know some hunky actors. Chris's deep. looks. Yes. Like, uh, actually, never mind. I'd rather be Meryl Streep. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I do think that looks can take you really far. I mean, there's definitely... That, that, that made my husband leave the room because he's laughing so hard. There's definitely some truth to that, but it's like you feel like you're not worth anything other than that. And that has really affected my self-esteem over the years. I'm, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I'm sorry. So it's a lot of like inner work and like being like, no, I am valuable on the inside. You I know? want to talk about that in the in eating out six. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that one of the things I wonder about the entire series is just like, so well, it's great for us to see ourselves. How many people did this really fuck up? Like by putting up boys that I thought were so hot. You know. Um, well, apparently, the answer is both of these two, at least. Well, not just the people in it, but <laughs> no. But honestly, like, watching it, I'm only on six so medications. People are watching it and looking at you and thinking, "I want to look like Chris someday." Like thousands of people, and Dan too, both of you, um, and then you two don't feel, don't recognize it about but, yourselves. But but also, it's it's kind of an interesting change because. So we did that movie in our very early 20s, and then you age, and, like, you start looking different, you know? Mm, of course. And then you feel like you have to maybe keep always up with, look, like, keep like, up I, with I don't think I whatever. should be, like, 135 pounds anymore as, like, mm-hmm. a 30, I mean, 
27-year-old man. <laughs> don't you, don't you like, doesn't it feel different now when you hear people say, oh, she hasn't aged well about an actress or oh something? Oh my God. Like now it's just like, oh. Are you yeah. kidding me? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Probably. because like someone could say that just if you get like, when you're in your 30s, if you just get one bad night of sleep. Like, right. It's over. Yeah. Eat All one right. hamburger. We're getting a lot of hand signals from our do we crew telling do us we need to dark. wrap the fuck up. Do we want to do the uh, 10 questions for Alan real quick? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to oh. do 10 quick, 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 quick. Yes. Okay. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, like I have to answer them quickly? You have to. Well, no. Answer, you have to talk to the sure. microphone. Yes. Oh, and I keep not doing that. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to... You have to answer them very... No, you don't have to answer them quickly. You just have to answer them. Yeah. Top or bottom? Buzzer. <gasps> Both. Oh. Oh. Louis Vuitton or Louis Vuitton? Uh, Louis Vuitton. Your favorite smell? Oh. Um, I don't know. That's I a know. Good question. Um, what is it? I feel like it's sweat. Your favorite smell? That's hot. Is I was thinking more like cinnamon rolls, but I'll take sweat. <laughs> <laughs> a man musk. Man um, sweat? Yeah. If, if you could be any Pops. other profession, what would it be? I'm interested to know this one. Oh, any other profession? I don't know. Um, I know. What? No, wow. I'm just <laughs> I really like, all. if would the talent come with it? Because I would love to be a singer, but I can't sing. That would be oh awesome. yeah, no, or totally any cool. kind of any in a band. I would love yeah. to play. Oh, okay, oh, that's a good one. Do you like red or black licorice or both? Ugh, I hate black licorice. I love red. Licorice. Okay, mm. your favorite gay icon? Oh, you answered this right, John Waters. Did I? Oh, yeah, John Waters is definitely mm. one of them. Can we sure. get like a female too? A female mm. uh, queer icon. Um, Obviously me. Yeah, Rebecca Koshin. <laughs> you. you can't say that to every guest. I can't. <laughs> you can't see that. Margaret Cho is a close second, though. Who? Margaret Cho would be my Margaret close second. Margaret Cho. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yes. Um, oh, you should get her for Eating Out 6. I would love that. Um, awesome. Your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Um, well, right now, it's Booksmart. I watch that a lot. Oh. But of all time, oh, cool. I don't know. I, I I like um, I like M by Fritz Lang. Mm. It's really cool and creepy looking, and yeah. I love the I love creepy. framing in that. Uh, Barbara Streisand or Cher? Oh, a Cher. Gaga or Madonna? Um, like um, <laughs> there are di- different points in my life. Right, right now, I guess it'd be Gaga, mm. but I was all about Madonna through two thousand five or six. Right? Yeah. Bob or Monet? Um, probably Bob. Oh man, everyone says Bob. Monet's gonna be so up. Can I just throw in one more? She probably never come on our show. (laughs) Can I throw in one more? Christina or Brittany? Um, Brittany. Love that. (laughs) Right answer. Right Right answer. Before we go, I have a surprise for all of you. (gasps) And all of you. What? Um, I found the original script that I used from Eating Out 3. Aww. And it has like all oh my, my notes and stuff and my highlighted lines and everything. That's so and my, cute. Like, intentions oh my and everything. So what I want us to do is I want us all to sign it and then we'll like put it on auction and give it to charity I or something. I love that idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Isn't that cute? Do you have your... Look at this. Your objectives are in here? Yes, like dismissing. Oh my gosh. Like That's adorable. So I funny. love that. More do-, do you have an objective for when they're doing the lap dance? <laughs> oh my god, is this Because those were All actually right. kind of complicated. Yes. That oh is very god, true. Alright you guys, we have to wrap this up. We are at the end of our hour. Ch- uh, follow us on YouTube. Follow us on all of our social media sites. I'm looking at you. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on all our social media sites. Subscribe. Like. All that stuff. And where can we find Alan on social media? Uh, Alan Broca. At Alan Broca on Instagram. And mostly. it's A-L-L-A-N. Yes. Mm, Don't fuck point. it up. Don't fuck it up, everyone. All right. Until next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Ciao. Thank you so much.